Welcome to Project Gaia, a podcast about health, wellness, spirituality, and life. Join us as we discover and discuss various paths of healing and self-improvement. Hey, welcome to everyone's new episode of your new favorite podcast. I am Justine. This is Samantha. And you're listening to Project Gaia. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about healing starts with your own thoughts. And I'm super excited for this episode because this is something my mom has instilled into me from a very young age. So we're going to have a lot of great insight from her, and I can't wait to get started. Me too. (laughs) We all know that asking for help is an incredibly powerful and important thing to do, but We can effectively start the process of change or healing if we are willing to change our own thoughts. The power of thoughts is so crazy. Like I know for me, if I'm constantly thinking of being in shame or if I'm feeling guilt or anything where I'm just thinking down upon myself, it affects my day so much. Your, the power of your thoughts can tremendously impact the way your whole day goes and the way that your life turns out. You know, I think we have all heard of the law of attraction and constantly thinking positive thoughts. And those are all powerful things to do. And I feel like when we are constantly thinking positive thoughts, while allowing ourselves to still fill our emotions, we can totally transform our lives for the better. You know, we think of people like Gabby Bernstein or Dr. Wayne Dyer or Marianne Williamson, and they always think, tell you about the power of positive thoughts. What has your experience been with thinking positively and how your thoughts have affected your life? I always try to think positively, but sometimes, you know, you get the negative gets you. And when you're negative, the whole world's negative. I mean, everything goes wrong. I mean, your health, everything. But if you try to have a positive outlook and believe in yourself, amazing things can happen. Totally. I know from like a very young age, you always told me, you just got to believe or you know, think positive, things are, things are going to work out. And like that carried on with me through many mental health challenges and through my sobriety. And it definitely has impacted my whole outlook on life. I know when I think horribly about myself, of course, everything around me is going to seem so negative. I'm not going to be happy. But when I'm thinking positive loving thoughts about myself you know then I feel like I have the power to not only tap into spirit 
and my higher self, but also I have the power to create a beautiful and loving environment around me. That is so true because when you're not believing in yourself or thinking negatively, everything is just your whole environment is very, very negative and nobody's happy around you. You're not, if you're, if you can't love yourself, nobody can love you. So totally. So we'll definitely get to some more insights with that. For now, I want to pull the card for our loving intentions for our listeners. Which one do you want to use today? Let's do the messages, daily messages from your angels. One of my favorites. I think this was my actual first deck of cards I ever got. That deck is so good. I love it. Adoring Virtue. the one it says trustworthy guidance you've received a wonderful idea as an answer to your prayers this idea is real and trustworthy you can safely move forward with it knowing that we are with you every step of the way ask for and be open to receiving our support for anything that you need related to this idea and it also says the angels give gave you this card because they wanted you to believe in your ideas. Interesting. Which are answers to your prayers and you can trust them. You'll be supported as you move forward to put your ideas into action as long as you check in with your angels regularly for continued guidance. If you ever feel vulnerable, ask your angels to reassure you with emotional, spiritual, and material comfort. Additional meanings, don't worry about the details as they'll take care of themselves as you go along. Go for it. Your idea is valid and divinely inspired. You're safe to make changes and move forward. I love that. That is so powerful because it's true. I think when we are ready to embark on some sort of change and we have these intuitive thoughts, they come to us at the exact moment when they're needed and allow us to totally change our whole lives through this process and you know the angels are saying take that new idea run with it and they'll be there supporting you along the way which has definitely been my experience and I know probably yours as well yes definitely so I want to talk a little bit about the negative effects of thoughts, because I think this is so important. I was recently watching a documentary on Netflix and it was about, it's called Heal. And there was this lady on there who had been juicing her whole life. I think she, she did a ton of yoga and meditation. She did, you know, plant-based diet, pretty much everything you would say she was like a healthy person, just typical healthy person. And this lady ended up getting cancer, which is absolutely insane. Like how could someone like that get cancer? And 
I don't think that our thoughts are that included in our medical workups and things like that. Like, I think that when we have really negative thoughts and we're constantly stuck in comparing ourselves to other people or jealousy or just judgment, any of those types of things, or if you're thinking about that about yourself, you are going to be stuck for a very long time. That starts to impact your mental health and it starts to impact everything around you. And if we don't take care of those deep-seated emotions, because that's where emotions are stored in our bodies, they manifest into cancer. I so agree with that. I think that is so true. You have to want to live and you have to want to get well and be well, or otherwise there's nothing anybody can do. Yeah. And I think that when we're, we weren't promised to be on this earth, to have a perfect life where everything was going to be magical all the time. You know, we're put on this earth to fulfill a soul contract and a soul purpose that we have to do in our lives. And sometimes that requires a ton of work for us on this earth through our lifetimes. And I think that when we start to accept that and we start to realize that we are not going to have perfect lives, we're going to have to go through things, we are able to catapult ourselves further into that healing and it motivates us more into healing those aspects of our lives. And through that, we can stay positive throughout that whole experience. That is true. I always look at it like an arrow, like you're being pulled back before you shoot forward. So you have to go through the process of the change and the, and the struggle before you can shoot forward and be your better self. Totally. And there's like this great saying too, where there is a wound, it's usually the light shining through. And I think the the sayer or the person that says that quote is Rumi, I think. I saw it on a documentary recently. I like that. But yeah, it's like you're gonna go through the life experience. And as long as you're doing the work and doing the next right thing, you are going to be able to get through that experience. And I'm not saying don't feel your emotions because this was something that turned me off for a really long time is like, if we don't feel our emotions, we're not allowing ourselves the opportunity to express ourselves as human beings. Because I think in our society right now, we're very tuned into oh, I need to portray my life in this way. And if I feel anything else, that feeling is not valid. And that's when we start to store those emotions in our body and then thoughts creep up because that's not an emotion that we've worked through in our life. And then, you know, through that, we just 
continue in this toxic cycle where we have to break out of that. And that's where a healing experience can happen. And we're able to love ourselves through that process. It is so true. Have you ever experienced in your life, like thoughts, negative thoughts about yourself? And like, how have you been able to work through them? Constantly have negative thoughts about myself. But um, you have to give it to whoever your spiritual leader is um, or your higher power to help you work through those. But it always comes down when my negative thoughts are happening. It's always because I'm trying to compare myself to other people is typically when that happens to me. And I have to remember that I'm not them. And like I always told you, whenever you were having a bad day is, well, it could always be worse. You know, we got to thank, we got to be thankful for the little things like, Hey, I can walk. Isn't that amazing? I can see, I can, I can, smell I can hear I can I can talk I have family who love me there's there's always something to be thankful for and unless if you're not thankful for those little things in life why why should you deserve the little the big things you know you should be thankful for where you're at in your life and who's around you and I just try to focus on that when I start feeling down I think you bring up such a good point because a lot of times that's like what our whole society is built around keeping up with the Joneses, or I need to get this next best thing or have this luxury life. And that's all great, but there's plenty of people that have any material item at their fingertips and they can have all the experiences they want but they're not happy spiritually. And that's just going to end up in a disaster, but an opportunity for them to heal in order for them to align themselves more spiritually. I think that when we're grateful for every little thing that we have, you know, just being in the U.S. ourselves, like we have clean water, we have hot water to take a shower. We have fast internet. These are all things. Well, you do. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. My mom lives in the country, so she has slower internet. But, (laughs) you know, all of these things, like a closet full of clothes, the ability to walk, the ability to have friends, these are all so important and when we're in that state of where we're thinking so horribly about ourselves these are the little things to be grateful and I truly believe you know with the law of attraction and through spiritually if you are grateful for those little things and you're grateful for every little thing that you have in your life you start attracting more and more to your life That is so true. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the main point is our thoughts give us an opportunity to work through them and change 
the aspect into a more loving aspect to where we're constantly thinking of loving thoughts to ourselves. I know for me personally, when I was going through alcohol addiction, drug addiction, mental health challenges, I thought horribly about myself. I did everything that I was supposed to do. Go get a degree, go live on your own, go work in corporate America. But I was so unhappy and no one, I mean, obviously my family knew that I was probably an alcoholic, but I don't think a lot of other people knew. Like, I don't think people at work had any clue. I don't think people, if you would just meet me on the street, people would not know that I was an alcoholic. No, that was, it was a very closet type of thing. And so when I was in that state, I was so upset And so, like, I felt so much shame. I felt so much guilt. I felt horrible about myself. And then I would get these glimmer of hopes, like maybe it could be different. And I think that came from spiritual stuff. It's like, maybe my life could be different. And I started gravitating towards podcasts about sobriety. And I would listen to them over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, I wish that could be my life. Like, I, I knew that was the answer before I consciously knew it was the answer. My ego was drawing me back to a place where, no, you don't need that. And I think that's where like a lot of our thoughts that are negative come from. It's our ego. And a spirit wants us to be drawn back to our higher self and love. Ego is fear and spirit is love. And so when we're in those fearful thoughts, we have the opportunity to move back to love. And we have the opportunity to be able to change our perspective on life. Because like I mentioned, we don't get promised a perfect life. And we have to know what the bad looks like so we can appreciate the good. There's no promise of tomorrow either. So true. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially with COVID right now, you, who knows? Like there can be people dying close to you or mm-hmm. you could die yourself. And so it's really about getting aligned with what is going to make you the happiest person you can be. Mm-hmm. One day at a time. So true. I totally think that small, small changes lead to transformative effects. Very well said. <laughs> so mom, what is one or a few things that you have been able to do that have helped you to change your thoughts? Like whether it's writing affirmations, visual reminders, journaling, anything that has helped you in order to change your thoughts? For me, I would say uh, journaling, which is how I do my prayers, praying to God. 
Um, and also tapping, it's been huge for me, for me to, when I'm in the bouts of anxiety, of worry, of something, if I tap on it, I calm down and then I feel better. Um, totally. Or I try, or the other thing, like I've been there for you when I've watched you detoxing, you know, the night before going to rehab and how, how hard that is for you. And then how hard it is to get sober. And so like when I was running my, when I was running the marathons or the 50 Ks that I did, I would just be like, if your daughter can get sober, you can walk 31 miles. <laughs> you can do this. So I just try to put yourself into, wow, that person is amazing. Look what they have done. I can do that as well. As long as I have, um, I think positively about myself. If, But if instead I'd been at mile 15 and been like, this is awful. Can't do this. This is awful. I wouldn't do it. I would have quit. So, yeah. I love that you say that because journaling is such an effective way to brain dump all the thoughts that are in our heads, making us go crazy. It's actually a way to help us. If we journal out our thoughts, we can tap into creativity, intuition, loving thoughts for ourselves. And sometimes just writing something down in your head, it's, logical but the minute you write it down and you look at it on paper you can look at it from a different perspective and it's like well that's what that is the stupidest thing to be having anxiety over I mean come on you yeah. know it's amazing how that works you know if, if it's in your head your head just goes everywhere with your ideas and it's bad it just spins around and spins around and and then but if you write it down it gets more logical and or if you tell somebody and you're open, but a lot of times when you're really anxious, you can't hear what other people are talking to you about. You really have to write it down and look at it. That helps me, but tapping, doing a tapping session has really helped me. I mean, you were there the day before my first marathon. I couldn't even sleep. I was freaking out. I was like, what am I going to do? And uh, we tapped and the next day, I was still planning on just doing a half marathon, but I did the I did the full. I don't still can't believe it myself, but but also I can't compare myself to other people. There's a ton of people out there who run faster and better, and I just like to socialize. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and that's like another thing too. You have a few points I want to get to. The the tapping so good, like that just. It helps you get those negative emotions out of your system and you're able to tap back more positive, positive loving thoughts to yourself. And it, it is a proven method that works with so many people and so many therapists and like, you know, practitioners are doing it everywhere because it works. Mm -hmm. It helps us to get those, those deep-seated emotions out of our system so we are able to work through them and move towards a place where we have more loving thoughts. And also the comparison thing, like there's a 
real good balance there. And for me, someone that has grown up with black and white thinking, whether and black and white thinking is like, I'm on one extreme or the other. So I think, oh, for me, I would hear something like comparing myself to other people, but I want to also look up to this person and see them see that I could do that too. There's a difference between comparing yourself out of a place of jealousy to comparing yourself coming from a place of admiration, which is a point that you brought up. And I think that when we can shift our perspective into if I'm jealous of this person, what do I want that they have in my life? Like, or what do they have in their own life? That I try not to use I the word. I try not to use jealous anymore because I like more. I'm envious of that person. Yeah. Wow. Because if I'm jealous of that person, then that creates like I'm hateful towards them. But like, if I see somebody and I'm like, wow, like my friend, the Kool Aid Queen, has run 100 plus marathons and she got me to do my first marathon. I'm like, wow, that is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. I don't know if I wish I could do that, but I have run marathons and I, I do think that, but for me, I'm not, I'm not jealous of her. That's her, I'm excited for her accomplishment and thinking, wow, that's amazing um, that she has done that. Yeah. I think that's a, such a great point too. Is like uh, those there are specific words that we say that are negative connotations and positive connotations. So it's like the jealousy thing. That was one thing too, for me, it was like when I was still healing from having a miscarriage, I was like, I, and then I was like going through trauma with my friends, like all having babies and stuff like that. I was not trying to be jealous of them, like in any way, shape or form. But I like talked about it with my sponsor. And she was like, no, it's not jealousy, it's envy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, and then when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, maybe not in that moment, I would want to have kids. But at the same time, it's like, someone that has gone through a miscarriage, they always kind of think, well, why didn't I get that opportunity, you know? But then you have to realize it's not in God's plan for you at that moment. Exactly. So I think like a lot of envy can come down to that thought of like, when we remember that is not in my path right now for me, there is something better waiting to happen for me. So I think it's great. Like when we can shift ourselves from the perspective of comparing ourselves to other people in a way where maybe we want something that they have or we're envious or whatever it is to shifting it to be more like what you said. Wow. Look at all that, those person's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. They have accomplished so much for them in in life. I admire them so much. And I know that I can do what they have done. I just have to apply it to my own life. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in yourself and do the work. Yeah, totally. Because everyone starts at ground zero at one point. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. 
we're gifted with certain talents and opportunities. And I think that when we understand what our talents are and when we practice other things that we want to be good at, we're taking the next right action to, you know, practice and believe in ourselves and know that we can do it. So I guess for me, with changing my own thoughts, because I was just kind of reflecting and like coming from someone who was constantly in this state of fear, shame, guilt, ego driven, whatever, to where I'm at now, it's like, it's been night and day with my thoughts. Like, obviously, I still feel overwhelmed every once in a while, or anything like that but I don't have those thoughts anymore to where I'm like ashamed of my past and everything that I've done and I appreciate those experiences in my life now because I know that they were there for a reason and I think like for me when I was first starting out and getting sober that requires so much self-work I was writing down affirmations on post-it notes and putting it above my bed in rehab and reading them to myself every single day. I love that. I love having a quote on your mirror. Yeah. That's awesome. Or dream boards. Oh, dream boards are so good too. I think like you have the ability to unleash your creativity and creativity comes from the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. So we tap into that aspect and we get it all down on paper and it's like, wow, I can achieve this, you know? Yeah. Some other things that really helped me was journaling consistently, like you mentioned. I think just brain dumping everything, even if you don't know what to talk about when you're journaling, like what is going to come out or whatever. I think like going through it and just starting it and just like sometimes in the morning I'm journaling I'm so tired I miss coffee or whatever (laughs) and then it's like okay then I get in the flow and then the stuff is all coming out yeah um talk therapy and I'm not saying directly with a therapist I think therapy has helped me so much with thoughts and everything and understanding my thoughts and my emotions but also like you can't always see your therapist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You pretty much, if you're lucky, like we'll see them one to two times, once a week or two times a month. So it's like, what are you going to do with all the rest of the time? So I think like building that community of supportive people around you is huge. Like those people that you can talk to when you're feeling vulnerable, that you can get external validation on those thoughts. But also what you said, if you're not comfortable in that space of talking to other people, just getting it down on paper, you can gain a fresh perspective on it and say, even if you get it down on paper and then you're like, well, what would I say if this was my best friend? What would I tell them if they were having this specific thought? Mm-hmm. right now. I do that to you all the time. I know <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's like, 
sometimes it's like outrageous stuff. Like (laughs) you could just like, if you get stuck in that cycle, you're like letting your mind wander and you're like, whoa. Yeah. That's like the ego really trying to pull me back down into a place where I don't need to be. Evil. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like there's either love Love or or fear. Or fear. Yeah. And fear is ego. Love is higher self. Mm -hmm. Higher power, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. God, anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like just getting through those experiences and changing our negative thoughts. Like just from my own experience with doing that consistently all the time. Now I'm like in a place where those thoughts don't come up hardly at all. I don't think of myself as a person that's never going to make it or never going to be happy. I don't think of myself as a person who has shame, guilt, anything. I have released that stuff to my higher power and worked through those thoughts. And I think what you mentioned previously was like, give it to your higher power. That is huge because when it comes down to it, it's like, if we need to change our thoughts and purify them, we can ask for angel support. We can ask for God's support. We can ask for friends' support. And we're able to just gain that fresh perspective and see that those are thoughts that are not serving us. And we're able to start purifying those thoughts. Exactly. Very well said. Okay. So what can you also share with us that helped you change the way that you think and see yourself? Like where did, how did you always think of positive thinking? Like where did that come from? Where did you learn positive thinking and how did you in turn instill it in your children? Um, I had a very unhealthy um, childhood environment when I was a child. <laughs> had a, my mom was a very negative person and I just always wanted to be different. But I really think it came from, you hear the song about, um, I think it's Carrie Underwood's song about how Jesus comes and rescues the child during Jesus saved the wheel yeah no it's the one where um like the mom and dad are fighting and one of them gets shot and then they said well how did you get out well that man in the picture came and got me and it was Jesus sending a picture of Jesus you know I really think it was you know from a young age being somehow that was introduced to me and I just always wanted to have a different different lifestyle and different life 
from what I was living. And you just held on to that glimmer of hope that it would be different. Mm -hmm. But I didn't believe in myself back then. I was very insecure and, but I always, always tried to be positive. Yeah. I think that's like a really good point too. It's because sometimes we're feeling so bad about ourselves that we can't even get to thinking of how we can start changing our thoughts. We just know we want it. We know we want to be able to change our thoughts one day and to live a happier life. And that's like where your higher power, spirit, anything comes in and produces that little glimmer of hope that it's going to be different one day and you're going to be saved. Or it's fake it till you make it. Yeah, totally. A lot of, you know, looking at me or looking at you, you look at us, you don't know our history just by looking at us. No. You, you don't know anything about us. And you, but then I always tried to be, like if I see some, I always try to be nice to somebody or like, hey, you know, or give or encourage other people because you don't know what that person's going through. Maybe your little bit of encouragement gives them hope to go on one more day or maybe not have another beer or whatever it is. But they just that little ounce of encouragement to that other person, you know, be it a compliment, just something is showing kindness to somebody is amazing. Yeah. I know. It's like totally fake it till you make it. That's like a great cognitive, cognitive, (laughs) I can't say it, cognitive behavioral therapy. I always forget what that means because there's like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And then there's DBT and CBT is like how a lot of the steps work. Mm -hmm. You put action into the next right thing Mm -hmm. and then your thoughts follow into being more positive and loving because you watch yourself wow I knocked this thing off I'm doing excellent Mm -hmm. wow I did this next thing it's huge in getting sober or recovering from mental health they use it in therapy constantly and Mm -hmm. um it's it's so helpful in recovering from any type of illness where it's codependency anything like that so helpful and then so definitely like changing our thoughts through doing the next right action what was the other thing that you said Mm. (laughs) no the other thing I said was um you know, fake it till you make it, but always try to, sh- if you are feeling bad about yourself, do something nice for somebody else, you know, oh, give yeah. that person a compliment, buy somebody lunch, you know, go help them do something, you know, that's like another thing that they say in 12 step programs is like, you gain self-esteem by doing esteemable acts and like, <laughs> like everyone it. hates to hear it, but it's <laughs> true. You yeah. like, you giving to another person 
that you don't know, or maybe you do know, you brighten their day and you're showing brotherly love through that aspect too. And brotherly love is something that has been instilled in every religion, spirituality, everything. We should be helping one another in life. And I think that when we do that, it not only helps them, but it helps ourselves. I have a hard time accepting help though. I'm a, I like to give, give, give. (laughs) I know. Well, that's like, yeah, that's like really hard too. I know. I remember like a couple like years ago or whatever, like just accepting people. Like I didn't understand why people wanted to help me get into a rehab program that didn't even know me. Right. Do I like need to pay them or something? You know? And it's like, no, just accept the help. When someone offers you that help, say, Mm -hmm. thank you. But I know it's so hard when you come from a place of wanting to give, give, give all the time. Because that's just naturally how I think a lot of women are. We're those nurturing type of people. But when we do that, it's very important to give to ourselves. So we're filling our own cup up first or putting our own mask on first before we put someone else's on. And that's what you do every morning. Like you talked about in the last episode is you do your journaling and everything like that. And then you're able to give back to other people. And you do that by your running friends, giving them health and wellness advice and everything like that, helping me, helping so many people. So I think that that is so important too, that just remember if you're like a giving person, give back to yourself and then give to others. And I think too, like, yeah, it's so, that is exactly what the world needs right now is for all of us to come together and just show some other human being a little kindness in the process because that's what's going to cut the negativity out. That's what's going to help us. That's what's going to help them. And through that, more love and light is brought into this world. Very well said. That is so true. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I ha- do too. I just am like thinking all the stuff, you know, affirmations are huge. You can do those every day, whether that's you're playing affirmations on YouTube. There's tons of YouTube videos that people just talk affirmations to you and you just sit there and relax. That's super helpful writing your own affirmations, doing them on post-it notes or giving to other people and journaling, meditation, doing, challenging ourselves to doing things that we didn't think that we could do. And by doing the next right thing, you develop more confidence and your thoughts start to change. Tapping all of these things. There's so, so many great things. 
Well, I hope that this episode brought you a little healing and happiness and experience into our lives of how we've been able to completely change our thoughts into a more loving aspect. We always want to have positive, loving thoughts about ourselves, other people, so we can totally live happier and healthier lives because negative thoughts produce negative results. Yes. So why don't you pull us a card for the week? Pull another one from Daily Guidance with your angels. Time to go. (laughs) The sun sets and rises each day, and it's the same with the avenues in your life. See the beauty with each sunset in your life and know that the sun will also rise again tomorrow. Endings are merely the start of a new beginning, and we are with you through each phase and cycle. Wow. Pretty powerful. That's like perfect. Yes, it is. So it's like ending the toxic thoughts, feeling the loving support of your angels, your spirit team, your higher power, and knowing that it's all going to work out. Yes, it is. And so it is. So it is. We hope you enjoyed this topic as much as we did. Don't forget to use the hashtag thinkingofgaia when you tweet your thoughts about this episode. We are excited to connect with you. Again, this is Samantha. And I am Justine. And you just listened to Project Gaia. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time, next Friday, when we talk about why the yogis hate breaking misconceptions about yoga. Feel free to share your thoughts through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find and tag us on everything at Project Gaia Pod.